0: That should work. Game oh yeah. Boys. But does does this work? Start the clock. Good afternoon. After
1: time will be real
0: <laughs> <laughs> time. Uh, uh, uh big thoughts. <laughs> big takes. Welcome back to Game Boys. <laughs>
1: Hey! Today, today, all t-
0: right. Hello. 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 Of course, it's me. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, uh, today, we're, today we're talking about those NASA photos. It took them 7,500 uh, years to, to get here. The light traveled 7,500 years to get to the camera. Imagine what inflation's like all the way out there. Uh,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, listen, uh, they, NASA released images, uh, from a new telescope. Uh, let's hope they don't release images from Hunter Biden's laptop.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, some of us might like to see some of those. If you know what I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hubba, hubba. or should I say hey, hubble, someone, hubble,
0: so, <laughs> hubble, hubble, I'm trying to jerk off. <laughs> I spent. Oh, now, don't you turn on me. They didn't they didn't applaud there. I spent uh,
1: I spent all morning this morning looking through those seventy six thousand uh, seventy six thousand uh, yeah, seventy six seven six hundred year old images of stars <clears throat> and couldn't find one damn naked lady among in the whole thing. <laughs> Uh,
0: Thanks, liberals. (laughs) Real time with the Game Boys. That's right, folks. Thank you so much to HBO for giving us this opportunity to take over the old Bill Maher slot. Uh, We're, of course, we're going to be doing pretty much the exact same politics, just with a few, you know, other topics mixed in. You know, maybe we have some of our friends come on. (laughs) <laughs> yep.
1: Pretty much and, the and exact by friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> by friends, I mean Barry Weiss and Thomas Chatterson Williams, or whatever the fuck his name is.
1: <laughs> yeah, Thomas Thomas
0: uh, Chittering Teethston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Th- Thomas Bone Teeth. I, which is, you know, hey, folks,
1: we they're they're bones. Yeah, that's why smiles are so scary. It's your, your skeleton trying to get out of there. Um, oh my
0: god. <laughs> folks, I, I think this is gonna be a brand new era. I mean that's era, definitely true.
1: <laughs> uh
0: an era where, where anything's possible or where, where I can I can play any sound at any time.
1: And and Lux has no control. But that's the I best have, part about it. I have none. This is all Controlled on Griffin's end I'm 100% subject to whatever He wants to play in the discord stream <laughs> Exactly And you know with great responsibility
0: Comes really great Heterodox politics uh, From me and Lux So what do we got on the docket today uh, We've got um, You know uh, New York Times best selling author um, Insert name here who else we got? We got um, we got the guy. We got the guy who quit teaching at schools because schools are a little too crazy. Uh, schools <laughs> are out of control. Actually, I don't yeah. have kids. We're out of control.
1: Schools are wild. We got a uh, we got Christopher Rufo coming on to tell us why. Talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln is critical race theory. And we've got
0: Mark Ruffalo on to talk about why everyone should have a picture of Abe Lincoln in their bathroom. Uh, You know what? Give it up. And first up, we've got new rules. Uh, All right, Lux,
1: what's your first new rule? Uh, New rule. If you're going to eat popcorn in the movie theater, don't do it while the characters are talking. Yeah, I, I don't need like, to hear your hand digging around in that bucket. Well, freaking Captain America is telling me how they're gonna beat Thanos. I gave you a little one there, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, that's all I deserved, really.
0: Uh, okay. Um, uh, new rule. Um, how about they make all the physical games extinct? I'm just trying to play uh, in the cloud. Stop making me buy all these discs. I'm I'm sick of it. Make them go away. I don't like old games.
1: You know how much rent costs these days? It's ninety thousand dollars a damn square foot. You think I got room for boxes in this house? House, house. Think I, I think I got room for discs? Keep it in the cloud. Keep it out of my living room.
0: Uh, here's new a new rule. Graphics cards are getting cheaper. Uh, hey, soon they'll be as cheap as the women that I employ for certain activities.
1: <laughs> uh new rule. Uh, you gotta pay those people, Griffin. <laughs> hey, that's right. Uh, new, new rule if you uh, if you gotta run to cross the street, just don't cross the street. Wait till you can take a nice walk. <laughs> Uh, new, new compromise.
0: Uh, I'm going to pay him more and I'm going to stop walking
1: and start If <laughs> <laughs> You got to walk across the street or drive or, walk, or run across the street. Don't do it. Just drive your car across the street. <laughs>
0: and that was new rules. Thank you.
1: Uh, you know, our first guest on the
0: show uh, this evening. Uh, speaking of, of uh, driving, we've got the king of cars himself, Elon Musk here uh welcome to the show elon musk
1: oh yeah elon we're happy to have you let's hear what you have to say it's me lux (laughs) not elon musk introing (laughs) elon musk (laughs) oh uh uh,
0: uh, wait what does he sound like i don't know that's
1: why that's why i did what i did because this is your
0: job (laughs) uh uh, so he's he's not high it's it's kind of um I hate to, I hate to use a bad word to describe him, our glorious genius innovator, but he's kind of, he's got kind of a speech impediment. He sounds bad. Is he like, so really with Twitter, um, what we were doing, uh, now it's, that's too foreign. He's got an American now. He's I kind think of, he's kind some- of
1: like, he's kind of like. He kind of sounds like an American, but he does a little bit of the eyes. I can't get his cadence right, though, because I never listen to him talk, and it's, it's instantly going Canadian. I never listen is to him it? talk because every time he's doing an interview, I go, Oh, I could watch literally anything else. Robot, All right, it? this is why we have
0: this new feature. Well. Oh, here's the Here's The that are uh, currently missing are. Uh, it, enough intelligence to, enough intel- intelligence for the robot to navigate the real world and do useful things. Okay, so the thing is uh, we're going to uh, uh, build these tunnels um, and, um, and that's where I'm going to uh, breed with my executives. Uh, that's why there's one tunnel for the cars and there's seven other tunnels uh, for my executives.
1: Right, Elon, so this news broke earlier today and I'm wondering, I've been curious about this, why... You got about about $100 million from the government to do this kind of work. Um, why is it that only 14% of your tunnels are for cars and 86% of your tunnels are for you to breed, quote, with your executives?
0: Well, it seems like the uh, question uh, sort of answers itself. Um, they're not just for women. They're for uh, my meme artists to travel,
1: to and fro to deliver me my memes. Okay, so some of these are breeding tunnels and some of these are like VIP transit.
0: <laughs> yes, for, you know, memes, stealing other things online. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm getting a text here. Okay. <laughs> um, he's, he's a hard one to crack. I'm giving up on this accent. Yeah. I I'm going to come back next episode having worked on the accent.
1: You absolutely launched the new bit, like you. You really put us. You really put us behind the eight ball with the new bit. It really did not set us up to succeed.
0: We need to be doing the eight ball, not behind it. Well, he's just. He's, so, so the missing things are it's just basically real world uh, intelligence. I hate and, him. Uh, he's annoying. That's uh,
1: I mean, that's something we can all agree on.
0: I I like. Um, I heard this new feature, though, uh, about uh, a lot of the self-driving cars is that basically the self-driving feature is programmed, apparently, to like turn off a second before the collision so that when they do an an analysis of the collision, they can say that the self-driving part wasn't on or involved as part of the collision <laughs> so the robot can literally drive you off a cliff and right before you hit the ground it's gonna be like peace out <laughs> actually say know what-
1: this is another sort of muskism in the sense that it presents as being savvy and intelligent but is stupid and would not hold up in a court of law i don't think that in court, it would be like, hmm, this car was about to hit a kid and then the AI turned off. So we probably have to blame the driver who's driving for half a second. Like, I don't think this really actually does anything. It's just like fake I, bullshit. Although, I mean, should be fair, guy, given the way the court like, works now, maybe fake bullshit is sufficient. Well, it's,
0: it's like a dumb guy technicality. Yeah, that, absolutely that, like, is. That like no one is stopping him on right now, uh, which is awesome. So it's like from like so like I mean, basically what that means, though, is that like any statistic on that number of collisions from self-driving are completely wrong because so much of it is literally structurally uh, misreported, which is, you know, I think great. I think that's good. Uh, I live in one of the cities on planet Earth that has the most Teslas in it. Uh, I, think we, which is, I think we both do. Yeah, I think we both do. Yeah, we both live in uh, some sort of. Uh, pl- it's kind of like the step right before Cars, the Pixar movie, like before the cars attacked and ate everyone. Um, it's like, oh, they're starting to come sentient. They have faces. They might get you, but you know, it's the prequel. Yeah, it's the. It's you know, they should have faces at least. If they're gonna kill you it should
1: it should be like howdy doody yeah they should be a lot more like a herbie <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what i want yeah I want, my te- I want my tesla murder cars to look a lot more like herbie fully loaded <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah well uh hey uh uh, what else is going on, Lux? Oh, we're joined, of course, as always, by uh, producer Haley. We brought her on to the new show. Um, yeah, of we course. Brought, I we mean,
1: bu- any success that we get... Should be shared equally with Haley because uh, we're dumb and she's good. Yeah, so she's she's up in the control room
0: up there. She's sort of like, uh, she's silhouetted kind of like the banker um, in Deal or No Deal. Um, and, and at times we are going to get a phone call from her and we're going to get some very bad news that we're going to have to make a, a decision about. Um, and we're going to have to pick some cases today.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's going to be intense. We're going to have to make some big choices. We're going to have to probably lose a lot of money. Uh but, you know, we lose a lot of money every time we do the podcast. So, you know, it's not it's not really a change of uh type, just a change of degree. This is the banker's theme for a small offer. <laughs> for a very small offer.
0: <laughs> this is when the banker doesn't respect you. This is the sound of a banker going, you're a
1: small fry. You're not, you're, you're, you could never hurt me. Yeah. This is the banker being like, let me check my couch cushions. <laughs> I went, man, the banker, where is he? Where, where is he now? <laughs> um, What if the well, banker were like one of those, like, I don't know, like an Oscar Isaac type or something like that, who sort of busted onto the scene kind of later in their career and like, just have no idea that they started as the banker. Sure, I think that'd be pretty fun
0: yeah I think that could happen I think that's a I think that's a distinct reality um what what's going on what's going on man what where where's where are we right
1: now? What do we need to talk about um what do, you, what do we need to get to yeah today is like the first day in a while where I've like felt like good about stuff, like not in like a broad sense, you know, like everything still sucks, but like You know, uh, there was the Judiciary Senate hearing today, where like a bunch of like professional lawyers like made fun of like Josh Hawley, and that was good. Um, There's these NASA space pics. That's pretty good. With the with
0: the Josh Hawley thing, it was it was just personal attacks about his appearance that was it and, <laughs> yeah, they, and they, he, were, josh they were fire like,
1: josh Hollis is been transphobic and then this lawyer was like you look like leave it the beat leave it to beaver grew up and had reverse orthodontia um mm-hmm. and everyone laughed because of his weird teeth um but yeah uh i mean it's just like it's been a lot of weird it's been a lot of like interesting and like lightweight did you fun know, stuff today
0: did you know that the angry beavers actually were anti-trans that's mm. why they're so angry
1: well, Norbert was, but Dag Dag's good with everyone. Okay, I got to rewatch the show. Well, he I, followed, I, I mean, Dag kind of follows Norbert's lead on a lot of the stuff, though. So, like, Dad, if like if Dag left alone, would have been like totally open to whatever. But Norbert, you know, is a very like J.K. Rowling type turf. I was just saying, you know, it was it was different times back then.
0: But yeah. you got you got to you got you got to hold everyone to account, and you do have to cut a lot of your friends and family out of your life, and never pretty much speak to anyone again.
1: Yeah, it's a, all or nothing in that respect. Uh, other fun news is the Dodger Stadium uh, staff has gone on strike one week before the MLB All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. Sure. Uh, yeah. that's That rules.
0: I hope that I hope that they like have to make like the executives
1: like man the pretzel stands and stuff like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like all the all, all the alternate players who are there for like the skill events but not actually in the game are like doing the dodge like all the home run derby guys are, like doing the Dodger dogs and selling beers. Mhm. Um or you alternatively know, they sign a contract and get paid, which would be the, the really good
0: outcome. Uh so here's here's one part of the contract that I would stipulate. Okay. They should add a new v- vendor space for a Hooters to go
1: station. Griffin, it's um, funny you say that because I was earlier thinking about your love of Hooters at stadiums. Yes. So there.
0: Obviously, there's two teams in Southern California, the Dodgers and the Anaheim Angels. And, you know, everyone looks down on the Anaheim Angels. They had some years back in the day.
1: Now, Uh, now technically, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I believe. Or maybe the Anaheim Angels again. I keep forgetting. They changed the name a lot. Yes, absolutely. They've flown under many
0: flags and banners. But, you know, people like the Dodger Stadium because it's iconic. It's on a hill. But the Anaheim Angels Stadium has a Hooters to go. Um, which is the premier type of, of Hooters. It's a Hooters uh, with none of the baggage, just the incredible wings, sauce, fries, and ranch.
1: Yeah, and that's what you want out of a Hooters. All the other stuff is accoutrement for, like, sad dads. Mm-hmm. But, but wings, mm-hmm. that's for everyone. Also, Angels update, despite the fact they play in the exact same stadium in Anaheim, they are now the Los Angeles Angels. Wait they're the Los a-
0: is Anaheim in Los Angeles I thought it was in Orange County
1: <laughs>
0: I, it's gotta be it's uh, gotta be a branding thing it, I mean right? it actually like, is
1: it actually is but the Los Angeles Angels are an American professional baseball team based in Los Angeles metropolitan area The Angels compete in Major League Baseball as a member of the club of the American League West Division. Since 1966, the team has played its home games at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California. Arena slash stadium, Angel Stadium of Anaheim. These are the Los Angeles Angels. This is fucking this. And this is not what they're striking about. Dodgers uh, (laughs) staff are striking about low wages, but baseball players might start striking about the the Los Angeles Angels los angeles fucking angels the angels are funny because they have two of the best guys but they still suck they might literally have the two best guys and they still suck welcome to the angels yeah twenty twenty two. it's funny to get hyped about
0: baseball that's cool Ooh.
1: Who do we pay taxes to? The Angels.
0: <laughs> feels about as silly as getting hyped for an esport. I, I'm glad that we're culturally there. They're mm-hmm. about the same for me now. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of live venue events, there's been a lot of talk. Sounds like the resurrection of E3 is upon us.
1: Yeah. Some of the PAX people are trying to put it back together, right?
0: Yeah. It seemed like just like we went like one year without E3, and like every. Per, like gamers like internal clock like <laughs> they're all connected like eldians um and they're like a message went out that i was like it's e3 time but then there was no e3 uh and there was a a huge dissonance there in the gamer force so i think people are like yeah we we just physically and spiritually need a conference to happen at this time of the year
1: and they're right yeah i mean some the, everyone's got to get together that's Everyone's got to get together and think about games and sort of sit in a room and go, man, I can't wait for this game to come out. I hope it's one third as good as this trailer is. And it won't be.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I guess just like no one, no one really ever did it as big as E3 did. Because I think uh, what's kind of like uh, annoying is like there is all these individual conferences now, but that kind of sucks to like attend physically. It's fine to watch all of them online if just you and me, but like to go out to attend just like one showcase for one company and like have like maybe one game that you're excited about, like that feels like way less worth the physical mecca like the journey um and like in the same way that there's like a million streaming services there's a million different platforms to download games on it feels like we crave some sort of collection some sort of center it's just exhausting to like put energy into all of
1: them well and it is true that like e3 does like yield or used to yield like if not necessarily good gaming like the gaming updates became increasingly like uh unclear in terms of like how useful they would be right mm-hmm. like a lot of the gaming updates out of e3 were sort of like wow this is a great trailer for a game that's ostensibly coming out this year and then the game would come out two years later and not look anything like the trailer mm-hmm. um but it did like produce like good sort of like people it, it gave a lot of people who like do reporting on the state of games and also the state of games, like good info to like paint pictures of the state of games in a much more direct and like interesting way. That was always to me, like the biggest E3 benefit that I look forward to was like hearing like your Austin Walker and like Patrick Klepik and like those types of folks, Uh, Chloe Plage when she was still writing, like having those folks, you know, write about E3 was always very fascinating to me and Kate Nibs and stuff. But, but it it uh, was also the birthplace of evil. And now, in now what do you mean by that?
0: Because it's not that old. <laughs> oh, I'm speaking, of course, of Hall H, uh the 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 center where they spawned forth all of this world's horrors. Isn't that a that's a Comic Con thing? Oh really? Yeah, yeah okay, a I Comic-Con. get them confused.
1: There had I to mean, be. they're they're similar. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sorry, E3. I didn't mean to put that on you. Let's let's not edit that out. Let's just hold Griffin accountable.
1: E3 is the birthplace of evil in the sense that it's where uh, people would stand in long lines to play 30 seconds of Guitar Hero and then scream at people who told them that it was their turn was over. Yeah, I think E3 did to a certain extent invent the line.
0: At least, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. Shinzo Abe a.k.a. Hideo Kojima's
1: number one nemesis. Let's do a little rest in peace. Dude, okay. It's... Do you know why the guy shot him? Did you read about this?
0: Because Shinzo Abe said that Death Stranding was boring and
1: not fun to play. Honestly, that would have been more... That would have made more sense than what actually happened. So while he was getting arrested... Shinzo
0: was like no
1: Shinzo was like death stranding the game doesn't make any sense and
0: I was like no this is the most coherent the the, the guy was like no this is the most coherent Kojima
1: yet what are you talking about Shinzo well Shinzo was like well yeah I mean that's why I never played the metal gears and that's when he busted out the homemade shotgun that's true yeah he wasn't prepared to kill that day yeah but then Shinzo pushed him no so the whole thing is that like when he got arrested, the guy was like, I want to make it clear. I didn't do this because of our political differences. I actually agree with him about most politics. We're on the same page. and I think he was good at his job. Amazing. However, however, Shinzo Abe's family has ties to the Mooney cult, the like weird, uh, like Korean, East Asian uh, Christian cult thing that spread throughout <laughs> there and in the U.S., and, and his mom is a big donator, and this guy fucking hates the Moonies, so he killed Shinzo Abe. <laughs> That's, I like that he's like, I'm a little bit
0: of a nitpicker. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of things that he's been
1: doing right. But, yeah. you know, all it takes is one little thing... Right. He came out and he was like, look, in the main capacity, like in the way in which this guy is famous and important, I think he's doing fine. I'm fine Uh with him as political figure. However, the the religious donations of his mom and maybe him also, it's unclear. Not acceptable. I'm going to have to kill him with a gun that I made in my house and duct taped together. It seems like the... I don't
0: know. To me, it all, like because they also found another gun at his house that was like some sort of like eighteen barrel shotgun or something. Like he tied a bunch like a barrels together to make like a, a mega super shotgun. It just seemed like he was just like a craftsman and an enthusiast and wanted to test. I don't know. He just seemed like like he made something he was really excited about and he wanted to show the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, he was like, you thought you could make a gun at your house out of mostly duct tape? Well, I'm showing the world, proving them wrong, killing the prime minister of, or the former prime minister of Japan. It
0: was, it was like amazing. It was like, oh, wow, you can like, you can like, like, it's always kind of funny in, in like games and survival games when you can pick up a piece of scrap and plastic, and then all of a sudden you can go to your crafting menu and like build a gun out of that. But this guy did that,
1: like, yeah. It was he went to the crafting station and like <laughs> he used and like used scrap and like cash it in for gun. <laughs> he used the scrap recycler,
0: uh, because. This thing looked like, you know, it looked like a Fallout gun or like, um, yeah, it just it looked like something from a video game, like just like what developers like think a gun parts might go together to look like. And, you know, it's cool that that worked. Um, Yeah. And 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 cool that, like. There's like almost no gun violence in Japan, like. (laughs) A lot of their police officers don't even have guns. They just are, like, trained in martial arts, I guess.
1: And <laughs> or, like, like, de-escalation stuff.
0: Yeah, they de-escalate by doing backflips and wowing people, stunning them into just stopping what they're doing. Yeah,
1: that is that is how it works down there. And, you know, it's usually effective, but this guy, you know... He had a beef with the Moonies, and he had a. He needed to test his new invention, and you know, success all around.
0: <laughs> what if the 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 Moonies need to come out now and say, "Payback time, bitch!" That guy's whole family's going down. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. He seemed kind of familyless. See, if you're making guns in your apartment, there can't be. You can't take much more away from him at that point. Is he alive? He's alive.
1: Abit the guy who shot him, yeah, yeah. He's in prison, I believe. Wow, he's gonna get uh, freed
0: by DIY YouTubers and extradited.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. He's still alive. the The thing about it that's very interesting or fun to me is just sort of like it. It just seemed it seemed so easy. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like it really did seem like he didn't try that hard. Yeah, because you know uh, it's
0: just been they don't, they haven't had to worry about it, and it seems like in a world where you don't have to worry about it, only 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 bad guys get taken down.
1: Yeah, you know it's just a better it's just a better world over there. Now, now Griffin, I have some breaking news for you. Are you are we done talking about Shinzo? Uh, I'm good. I've, I don't have any other Shinzo takes, I mean, I'm loving oh, all the come. jokes. The jokes about like, you know, call me Shinzo Abe, the way I blow her back out. All that stuff is very fun.
0: Yeah. 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 They're okay. They're yeah, fine. It's a really not- fun they're not revolutionary. They're not
1: gonna. They're not gonna bring w- global socialism, uh, no.
0: and, which is what I need from a joke.
1: Yeah, but they are, you know, pretty funny. However, it looks like today, finally, Joe Biden has done, or maybe it was yesterday, Joe Biden finally did the bare minimum in response to Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Uh, he got back on that bike. He got back on that bike, and he had the executive made an executive claim that if an abortion is necessary to save a pregnant patient's life or prevent serious jeopardy to the patient's health, federal laws protecting emergency care supersede any state law prohibiting abortion.
0: Yeah, let's leave it to the
1: hospitals, the heroes
0: of America.
1: Well, it means the hospitals can get sued if they don't do it. And that is the only thing they actually care about. So it is effective in that way. However, Uh,
0: Right. But uh, like uh, how many abortion centers are they stipulating per state, per hospital? Like those details probably matter.
1: Yeah. Well, and also it only counts if someone's in immediate danger of like having a huge problem right now. What? Like the baby's coming out? Right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's like if this abortion will kill, if this pregnancy will kill you, we'll give you an abortion. Is like what Joe Biden has said, which is very much the barest of minimums. Hmm. But it's we're, it's something, I guess.
0: We're we're mandating we're mandating every every hospital have a chow garden. I need a place you can leave your chows to feed them, train
1: them, teach them tricks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're not wrong. That's that is what the hospitals need, Joe. They do need. Well, the hospitals need a lot of things. I think starting with that kind of stuff, just to set like a an ethos of care in the hospital beyond the sort of physical, is I think a good a good step, a step in the right direction
0: nice and then uh, but then the supreme court came out with a follow-up decision outlining brandon's so this has all been nullified oh no is that is that is that is that how we make this is this but is that like their game plan to like sort of delete the supreme court from like relevancy is just to like up the presidency to say
1: nah to like every ruling well, I mean, this actually goes back a very long time. I forget which president it was, but like a hundred some years ago, the Supreme Court made a ruling the president didn't like. And he and the president's the quote was like, OK, that's John Marshall's ruling. Let's see him enforce it. Because um, like they can't. That's the president's job is to enforce Supreme Court was Like to enforce like legislature does like budgeting and governance. Executive enforcement does enforcement and judiciary does like constitutionality and like legal coherence. So, like,
0: and, and, you know, uh Channeling the, the dark realm
1: Right well now yeah that's a new thing But they are very they've, they've taken to it with it, a plume it,
0: It's not it's not new They've dusted off some portals It's listen I, I, I'm, the, I'm the
1: premier expert on history Okay oh, yeah, That is true that is of the two of us The one who knows history the best is not the person Remembering past instances of American History but the guy talking portals Because portals are a big part of American history And it's important to start there Mm-hmm. The original frontierism. Yeah. It was, before we explored the West, we explored the portals. <laughs> yeah. The great beyond. Um, man, it's- it What were you is, talking about? We were talking about uh, the way that Biden's uh, attempt to deal oh. with- Abortion stuff is to basically be like Supreme Court shut the fuck up. Well, because it is true that federal laws trump state laws in most cases, that is sort of the way things are supposed to work. Uh, That's why everyone's like codify Roe v. Wade. That way it's not left to the states and they don't, and they just haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like radically varying with the way that like legal legal stuff works. It's just sort of like kind of dropping the bucket given the problem.
0: It's funny. They really. They, they, he really did literally have to do something because people like his like the 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 people had really lost the will to go to say let's go Brandon in a positive way uh, to say to just to, to to lift Brandon up like I think that the the blue maga was at an all time low and I think they had to they had to juice it with something
1: yeah even sort of the libs were sort of like vote blue no matter who everyone is good um.
0: They were, they were, they were having trouble. They, 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 the Yeah, it was, listen, it was, I, I was, I was feeling very sad for them, but you know, you know who remains loyal no matter what? And my favorite, I fucking love the K-Hive so much. Oh my God. K-Hive
1: goes so fucking hard. (laughs) I was in a K-Hive
0: Twitter circle. It was incredible. It was one of the best experiences online I've ever had. They are a ferocious, passionate people for one of the most uninspiring and bland and inefficient <laughs> <laughs> politicians of all time. Yeah, like and it's like, who- imagine if they had someone cool or imagine if they had a, a, a North star worth
1: sailing towards my well, God, the the places we could conquer. Well, I think that's the reason though. I think it's the reason why they love her so much is that like, she has basically no track records i mean like a, shitty state attorney and then like a not great senator and who never really like did or pushed a lot of stuff and so she's like this sort of cipher they can be like look you how amazing she is them. she wants all the things that i want it's like well we don't know because she's never said anything so she has said stuff that all sucks but if you mentioned that they yell at you um but yeah she's like um she's like exists like totally in a simulated and imaginary state in their minds like that's what they crave
0: yeah, they're just they're they're incredibly into it. And I just I want to be able to just channel that energy elsewhere. But it was funny to see this one this one K guy tried to get like some Simpsons TV writer fired for a tweet, which was very, very funny because she basically made some bland joke about Kamala. And then the guy was like, hey, at Disney, like, how do you feel about your employee tweeting this? And for like an hour, he, he thought he had done something really awesome because him and the K-Hivers were like hyping it up, being like, yeah, let's, she's, let's get her fired. And then the rest of the Internet found it and was like, fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, which does give me hope. I do think we're getting actually to a more like we're we are inching ever so slightly towards a more positive form of the Internet, because I do think that there was like. A certain amount of years where, hey, at Disney, let's get them fired was very hot and in vogue. And I do wonder if we're starting to shift back into the posters realm. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll see. There's only one way to test that. Lux, I've prepared
1: a series of tweets for you to tweet out on your personal account. All right. Well, you give them to me and it's not like there'll be any worse than my regular tweets. So let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it is funny. This is like one of the funniest things that like you, we joke a lot about getting the poster vote, but if the posters, uh, actually did vote en mass like young posters, I do actually think it would like radically change the nature of American politics, but it doesn't really actually happen. Hmm.
0: And I, and I think people are, I think we're, I think people are, I think we're in a, a posting lull. I don't see as many people posting. I have to be honest with you.
1: I mean, it's true that we're in a posting low, but there are many a poster out there who are sitting on their hands, you know? Y- yes. And I think that I think that we are in sort
0: of like, yeah, we are in sort of a calm before the storm because we're coming up on midterms. We're coming up on, you know, some presidential race announcements. It feels like everyone's really storing their energy to be insane later. And I guess what I'm wondering is it's like, what will be the energy Uh, leading up to the election, are people going to feel like we have to continue to protect our Brandon's or will the poster be allowed to post? These are the big questions.
1: These are, I'm going to send you speaking of Kamala Harris. I'm going to send you a quick Kamala Harris video uh, to watch because it's really a good one. Speaking of the reason why we are so dry, like this this video speaks to why there's no desire to protect the Brandons and to protect the Kamalas.
0: This, uh, so, yeah, it's like, all right, let's watch this listen. Yeah.
1: I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled time. What does it mean? What does any that of that mean, Griffith?
0: Wow, I, I that was a fucking, uh, I, our our best before. new rule yet. Thank you, Vice President. That that was, you know what? Why don't you and Amy Klobuchar team up for 2024? I think that would be nice.
1: That was so insanely illegible to me.
0: It's, um, here's what's happening is some, is the, whoever's playing the presidential game, they're, they're, they're scum saving and they've reloaded the game too many times. So the NPC dialogue is all lapped on top of each other. Um, yeah. and and so it's like, it's like the, the NPC is trying to say four different dialogue things at once, but they're all happening at the same time. It's really terrible. And that's why you have to be okay with permadeath. You have to, if you lose a character, If you lose one of your faves, you have to just look towards the future, because if you keep reloading the game, you're going to get the Biden gaffes. You're going to get the Kamala gaffs, And and we want both these people to look strong in the upcoming race. So, guys, respect the save.
1: Respect the save. If you're going to save, Scum, you got to take a break between reloads. You can't just do it over and over and over again or you'll fuck the whole game up. Gamers know this. Posters know this. Speaking of which, let's.
0: Save the game right now and do an ad.
1: Because I know somewhere deep down in my heart,
0: <laughs> I still love you. <laughs>
1: Something's happening in the audience that I don't understand.
0: (laughs) A very touching moment just happened in the audience. Let's go back to
1: the show. All right. (laughs) That's a good way for us to make ads from now on. (laughs) Okay.
0: Oh, hey. I we wasted this whole episode. I'm so fucked up and sorry uh, about that, guys. I do have video game stuff to talk about.
1: <laughs> we got like 20. We got like 15, 20 minutes.
0: Okay, I've been playing Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. Okay, um, go on. And I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, now I'm in the early hours. It's only about four or five hours in but I've been very impressed with the state of the game uh at least in the early hours and I had a lot of fun and basically my big takeaway was like oh it's like literally just feels like more KOTOR um which is a game that I love now it just happens to be online and sometimes my friends can run next to me and that's pretty cool
1: um Wait, so it plays like Kotor like it plays turn based, et cetera.
0: um I mean, like it's like uh, kotor wasn't turn based it was timing based, cooldown based yeah, it was cool, yeah, it was cooldowns and stuff, but it wasn't like like I I, guess like, it's a little, like Kotor is like a more primordial version of World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft's just snappier and has more moves. Um, but like like Kotor always had instant attacks and then like attacks that need to be charged up and stuff like that, but it was real time,
1: yeah. It was your, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, it was the isometric view always makes me think of things in like that weird cycle pattern. Um but yeah, so it plays it plays like KOTOR,
0: yeah. So essentially it's just like, oh, if you like KOTOR one and two, here is a way more modern version of basically the exact same thing, but now it's Just also with some online features, like you could also do dungeons and raids, but there's like a core KOTOR experience there that isn't watered down. That is like the full deal um, and is really, really fun for, I think, people that are looking to try an MMO that is story focused and has online features, but doesn't feel like something that they have to feel overwhelmed in terms of being like a more novice MMO person.
1: Okay, that's interesting to me. I'm color me intrigued.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so here's the other really cool fun part about it that I would say makes it more unique uh, as an MMO um, in the current space of like MMOs um, is that just like KOTOR, it has sort of the good and evil paradigms in terms of choices, um, which really vary your gameplay a lot um, because you essentially have. Eight main classes of story. There are four uh, Jedi type stories and four Sith type stories. Interesting. Um, And so it's not just, oh, I'm picking Sith, but like which Sith narrative? Am I the Sith warrior? Am I the like Sith Inquisitor or am I the Imperial agent who's more like a, their CIA guy? Um, and so you have all of those stories for each person. But then you also have the ability to be good or evil in any of those stories. So you could be a Jedi that's evil or you could be a Sith Imperial that is. Is trying to remake the Sith structurally from the inside uh, and trying to be a good guy. Um, And so you start with these eight based stories, but then you have all these variations within them.
1: That's very. So it's treating them more like, for lack of a better gaming term, racially than morally. Yes,
0: they're they're almost like racially like racial starts. Yes. Like backstory starts than they are moral starts, um, which is really interesting. Um, And uh, yeah, so like that's super fun because it kind of makes you feel like not only do you have these eight stories to explore, but then you have like your own personal variation on that story that makes it even more personal and unique to yourself. And there really isn't anything with that much variation of choice in MMOs right now. Um, That's
1: very interesting. It's interesting how that would interact with MMOs too, just because like so much of MMO is like kind of, in my experience, obviously I'm not the most, I don't really play them. I mostly watch them and read about them. But it seems like a lot of those games are like very invested in just like hassling people.
0: Um, uh, I, 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 every MMO has its its strengths and, and and what it's trying to do. I guess. Um, you mean hassling people in terms of like being grindy, just like bugging your friends, mm. like attacking other people in the game. I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah, like about?
1: doing like doing PvP stuff, spamming your friends' chat. Oh, stuff like that that I don't think the game would rate in a moral sense along like Sith Jedi lines oh well I don't really know how all of that stuff works yet I'm still in the early hours
0: Um, but like so far It was fun because I I streamed me starting the game and a bunch of random Star Wars The Old Republic fans like hopped into my stream and then hopped into my server and like followed me around as I leveled for a little bit, which was super fun because it's what's interesting about the game is it's a dead game. Like very few people are playing it, but the community is obsessed with it. Uh, and people are really excited to show new people the game, uh, which is kind of a fun experience too. Um, so, like, it's this weird thing where, like, I started Sith, other people then made Sith, and more like following me around. I don't really know if you can interact with Jedi or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still exploring the game. I think this is a great game for people who love Kotor. This is just like kOTOR 3 but like 10 times the length of content it seems like the level of voice acting and like interesting story uh is pretty much the same level uh yeah so it's just kind of like a game that's been kind of like it's almost like the mmo factor has been like hiding it from some people
1: um that is i mean i think that does happen right i think a lot of people uh a lot of people sort of dive into those big story games, presuming they're going like driving a single, like think that single player is where you look for big story games, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I have learned from you and from Forrest that that's not entirely true, but I think that is a broadly held belief. And so I think, yeah, you're right that if you're going to make a big story, MMO, like a lot of people aren't necessarily going to make that jump.
0: Yeah. But you know, so my, ultimately my feelings are probably like, they They released the game like in like twenty twelve or twenty thirteen or something, and it was like in a disastrous state. It got really bad reviews, and everyone fell off of it. Since then, they've released a few expansions that have like improved the game a lot. But because they had such a disastrous start, they've never really gotten the sort of resources and momentum to build the game back up. Um, And because it is so story focused and there's so much voiceover and everything, they have a hard time consistently putting out content with the small team they have. So it seems like a game that's kind of like doomed to like never like bounce back, which is unfortunate. But what you'll probably get is a massive long RPG with a few fun online moments that's completely
1: free to play um and that's pretty cool um yeah it is that is very fascinating to me it's like it's it's i don't know it's i it makes the allure of mmos feel a little bit more real to me um because as as has been well documented it's not a thing that i like but i do it does one thing i do like is the way that like you can play a game and insert your own story on it And playing an MMO with your friends seems like the most direct and kind of fun, collaborative way to do that. And if the MMOs are serving up a decent base story for you to live in, to like have that other experience on top of, that does feel like a new step in a different direction. Um, they also have
0: a fun feature where if you want to help your friend complete quests, then you can join them and like enter their story phase. And then you'll like, they'll walk into a cinematic and you'll like watch them make all the choices in, in, in the dialogue scenes. And then like, and then like, you know, you can help them or you can, you can talk to them in the chat while the cinematic's going and be like, choose this, choose that. Um... So there's a lot of elements like that to sort of share the story with other people.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. That sounds really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm more curious about that than I usually am about MMOs. And you get to design your own spaceship. So I think there's a lot of, well, that's, that's big.
0: Yeah. And you get to design your own spaceship and it's an MMO where you get to like earn and acquire companions, just like in like you know, your co-tours or your Mass Effects. And like, I always felt like companions and other MMOs like WoW and stuff kind of always sucked. Um, so I think that's a fun element too. I bet like I play 30 more hours of this game and I find like a shit ton of problems with it. Uh, but That sounds it, like
1: you playing any game. <laughs> yeah, but it's free to play and I'm having a blast. You play anything? Um, I was not able to get Neon White up and running, but I finished the Live a Live demo and still fucking loved it. Um, everything I said last week still holds up. It's really fucking fun, and I am super duper excited for it to come out. There are a couple games that are playing in like deluxe space that are coming out soon mm-hmm. uh, that I'm excited for, like um, the Digimon Survive, the Digimon Tactics game. Sure. And uh, the new Dongon Rampa, Dongon Rampa Summer Camp is coming out. So I'll uh-huh. have some fun updates to come. But yeah, next week I'll talk about Neon White. It was just like I learned that I can't get my Switch to 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 uh act to do like license licensing stuff like you know the games that to check on the internet to get the license to play sometimes uh uh-huh. um i can't do that with hotel wi-fi it turns out well it depends on the hotel well it's i can't do it at the hilton in rochester or the holiday inn in philadelphia I tell you that right now wow that's
0: that's tough you know i i, I go to fucking i go to coffee shops in la and there's so many fucking people there that the internet crashes it's like it's a nightmare welcome to america right they close the library on sundays here what the fuck what what is happening i don't know Um, Insane. uh i don't know what else to talk about what else we got uh oh i uh Still playing World of Warcraft Classic. We just downed our first boss in Sunwell Plateau. This was a make or break night for me, Lux. Um, You know, I am in the top three damage dealers in the guild. One of the the best players in the guild. And I'm pretty much never make a mistake. But, you know, we got a lot of boomers in this guild. A lot of people that aren't pressing their buttons fast enough and it's frustrating because I feel like I could go so much farther with another guild. And last night, I was like, if we don't finally kill one of the bosses in this raid tonight, that's it. I'm G quitting. And in the last half hour of a three and a half hour raid, we killed ghost the dragon boss of Sunwell Plateau. And it felt good. I got to say, it felt very good to come just to the edge of defeat, of giving up and to snatch that.
1: Um uh yeah that sounds like that's that's the thing that is the thing with MMOs that I most like am drawn to that I most like kind of envy your your engagement with is like I want those moments where me and the gang are like Spending 35 hours on a thing. And it's like, oh, will we ever do? And then we finally do. And everyone jumps up and down and yells and yes. cracks their beers and barfs on their feet and shits their pants. Yes. And, and you're doing that not
0: with just like two or three people, but like 25 people that are like, yeah. Woo, you know, like the mics are going off. The chat's flying. Everybody's handing out loot. You know, there there is something about that sort of camaraderie and teamwork that is so hard to find on that level in other games
1: yeah it's it is a rare thing and like pretty unattainable outside the framework of the MMO which makes it very fascinating
0: yeah I, I mean I've I've never achieved anything with you and and, and it's just it's just a series of defeats uh, can you imagine if, if we
1: came together and, and created something good <laughs> oh, it's a matter of perspective I think Truly, leaves done like a couple good bits. <laughs> yeah, three or four years, a couple of good bits. I think hey, that's some a, people never even get one.
0: Yeah, I think that's enough to at least be considered at the gates of heaven.
1: Yeah, Saint Peter's going to check us in for sure. Uh,
0: can we? Can we? How many more minutes we got? Let's see. Let's see. What do we got? Oh yeah, There's There's there we got a minute thirty. Time, it's,
1: yeah, we got a minute twenty, and we can call it at fifty-eight minutes. It's fine. Nope. Uh, Kirby Fall Guys. Kirby Fall Guys. Uh, yeah, I, I learned about that right before we logged on. Tell me what that is.
0: Uh, it's like Fall Guys, but they fucked up by not like copying the formula enough and also probably not making it free. Um, Fall Guys is a fun party game that absolutely no one... I mean, Fall Guys was like... Uh, they co- They cost like three or four bucks, I think, when they released it, and now it's free to play and had a huge resurgence again. But yeah, it's basically just Kirby Fall Guys. Um, I don't know. If this is like a $50 or $60 thing, I think it'll like wither and die. But yeah. I don't know. I just... I'm craving Kirby, but the way that they've been dishing Kirby to me, I don't know. Did you ever try the big
1: new 3D one? No. A couple other games I wanted more came out at the same time. Yeah. It just... Nothing is, it's like you know, with your Mario's,
0: you're going to get something super in depth, super value out of it. But something when you see a Kirby game, you're like, that'll be fun, but it won't be worth $60. So it's, yeah, it's just a little too babyfied or something, a little too easy, maybe. Not that Mario's hard, but there's like, oh, when you look at a Mario Odyssey level, there's so many things to do in it and to come back to. I don't know. I don't know
1: Kirby. Yeah, it's, it's Kirby your game did up. not did not work for me. But yeah, I crave the good Kirby because Kirby is is the best. Yeah, but Kirby's so fun. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're just gonna end on Kirby noises. Yeah, these are all the noises Kirby can make. Welcome to a world of sound effects and the worst podcast you've ever heard. This was Game Boys. Oh, I'm also streaming again. Twitch.tv slash Joom Room. Uh, streaming some nights. Come in and say, hey, we're playing Star Wars. The Old Republic and Raft. Let's go. Goodbye.